0: Hi, I'm Bryce, and I'm ready to preach.
1: Hi, I'm Casey, and I'm ready to preach.
0: Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm ready to preach. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever and ever. Amen. Hello, family. Welcome back to Ready to Preach Podcast. We're excited to have you here with us listening and joining in today. We- you guys got to quit laughing.
2: <laughs> <look at> <laughs> <laughs> you guys
3: are terrible. You know, I'm leaving this. This is good.
0: We're You're going anywhere with this. Okay. Man, we've been down here for what, six minutes? Yeah, I'm six minutes. And we've already had a Eric Eric and Casey are not allowed to sit by each other. Yeah, we have a special visitor. If we were sitting next to each other, we'd be fine,
2: but we can't sit across from each other. No, this ain't going to (laughs) work. It'll be fine. It's going
0: to be fine. fine. You're going to get power through this. Anyhow, we're excited to be back. It's been a long week. Uh, It's actually Thursday now, and we're normally recording on Tuesday. We've had some uh, church family issues, medical issues going on that have taken precedent over what we're doing at the podcast. Uh, we still think it's necessary to, to do the podcast, but we decided it was not top of the priority at the moment. On no, Thursday definitely night, not. Or Tuesday there's, night.
3: There's, there's a an order of things. You know, there's Certain things have to, when they happen, they've got to take a priority. They, absolutely,
0: you know. absolutely. So we're going to start it off by going around the table and seeing how everybody's doing this past week, this weekend, uh, last week, from last podcast to this. We're going to start off with Casey. How you been?
1: I feel like I've had a lot more time to think of something how I've been. We've had more time to actually have a week, I guess, since our usually recording. It's been okay. Just kind of -of run-of-the-mill average. Yeah. What about you, Mark?
3: I've been busy with work and doing things like that. It's been enjoying the nice weather. We had uh, a a job that we we rescheduled from last weekend because it was raining, and we're not climbing metal ladders when it's rainy. It's not. Very smart and very safe. So luckily, explained that to the client. They were understanding. They understood that, you know, it was nothing other than that. And we was like, I looked at the weather. Wednesday, 70, perfectly sunny. Nothing's there. We'll come out. And they were fine. So it's just been enjoying the weather. Yeah. Gimme? or Eric, whichever Um, you prefer.
2: Well, all I've done was work. So it hasn't been that
0: great, but it's been pretty good. Hey, I've been spending time in the sun, a little too yeah. much time in the sun. So my my thing this week has been I'm getting back into the groove of mowing. Gib has been mowing for a couple weeks now, and I'm getting back on the crew with him, giving him some help, and it's been awesome. It's been great to get back into the, the mowing side of things because it gives you a lot of free time to sit, and I love to listen to Preachers, podcasts, music—it just puts my mind in the right spot. If you if you ask me, to where when I'm doing other things like excavating stuff like that, um, it's more of a you
3: can't really listen to excess things there because you've got to pay attention to focused. everything going on. It's in more there.
0: focused, right? This to where this is—you're just kind of out doing the same, going back and forth on the mower, and just being available to listen to. I'm learning so much, and there's been one preacher in particular that has been speaking. And there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that it's on purpose, but it's talking about Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the situation of them getting cast into the fire, just everything surrounding it, everybody's point of view from it. It's just been awesome.
3: One of these days, I'm going to get you hooked on Gary Habermas.
0: I've never listened
3: to him before. I'm you gonna... got
0: to. He's All right, there's one thing we got to do. Patty just walked into the room. Late, late. It's okay, <laughs> it's okay
1: Patty.
3: <laughs>
0: it's okay. We're we're here for you, Patty. We I opened was working.
3: the door. Sorry, hey, that's okay. So <laughs> how,
0: so if we, I mean, if we didn't want her in here, we wouldn't open the door. Yeah, that's I right. didn't even lock it. I was, I locked it like I was going to keep Gibby from escaping. But so <laughs> there's one thing we got to ask you, Patty. Ready to preach?
4: Yes, I'm ready to preach. All okay. right,
0: okay. now we're on to you, Patty. How's your week been? Good. Last week was it good? Yep. Everything going good? Smooth?
1: Sure. <laughs> do you feel like you're in a therapy session, Patty.
0: Tell no. us how
3: you really feel.
4: How I, now I do. <laughs> now you do. It's like, do I need to get a notepad out and start
3: writing just random things Please down? Please no, Mark. Please yeah. no. I don't have a notepad with
0: me. I don't even have my iPad or anything. I just got the laptop. That's it. So let's let's talk about Sunday. Okay. Everybody, was everybody on fire this Sunday? Felt good? It was real good. Or was it just a normal Sunday to you?
1: I noticed with worship service Sunday night, obviously here, with worship service Sunday night here, sorry, you guys, me and Gib are sharing our microphones. We're getting that figured out. Um, I didn't realize how long we'd been up there. Like a lot of the times, not a lot of the times, sometimes we'll be like on song number two. And I'll be like, man, I cannot wait for this to be over because it feels like it's going a long time. Yeah. But then Sunday night, I didn't. It was beautiful. I didn't notice the time at all. Yeah.
0: It was a good Just service. Worshiping. Good service. Good service. Well, you know what they say time flies when you're having fun.
4: That's right.
0: Hey, did you preach Sunday night? I did. I thought so. I have no idea what you said though. I'm not going. I do not remember one bit. <laughs> okay, I know they always make
3: fun of when I barely the congregation I doesn't more, remember, I remember what the pastor preached about, but when the pastor
0: doesn't remember what they <laughs> preached about, that's a whole new level. Well, we both preached last Sunday night. Yes. So it's kind of I remember that one. I that did one's easy. Stop signing service. I that one was that. easy for me to remember.
4: This past Sunday, something about it, um, it I, was
2: something about lies.
4: It was about the lies. Yeah, no, don't mind, listen
2: to the lies. Because you know, it was a, no, you sh- guys are
3: terrible. Shutting off, like turning the, off the lies or something like that.
4: Yep, shut off the lies. Shut off the lies. Not the lights. Yes, the not lies. the lights.
2: It was I can hit the on switch. fire too.
4: <laughs> well, thank you. By the way, praise the Lord for that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was that I, for what he said,
0: or is the fact that Gibby was talking? <laughs> no, no. So, so all of us here are associate pastors. Are there, any, are there any times where you feel like that was just a bomb? Like a, a bomb in a good way or a bad, bad way? Bad way. Oh, Crash yeah. and burn. Oh,
2: every yeah. time. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, here we go.
1: <laughs> I haven't recently, which is great, but there was about a four-month period where I got up and every time I sat down, I was like, I hope I never have to do that again. Or at least <laughs> maybe they'll let me try again next time. Because I did not feel like a lot of them were great
0: there for a while. See the one this this is has been changing in me at the moment. I feel like, and I don't. I know this is just maybe a trick or a tactic, or s- just trying to get in my mind. But it feels like my mind is saying they're going to be bombs before that, before they even come out of my mouth.
4: You didn't listen to my message yep. Sunday See, night. <laughs> I didn't remember the, the,
0: any of it, Patty. So. Oh, I'm not lying. I'm sorry. I was
4: just kind of joking when I said I forgot what I preached. I <laughs>
0: She, she just did not didn't want to have to talk about it. <laughs> so my, <laughs> my, thi- my thing is, I, obviously, I need not to listen to that. But mine is going into it, I feel like before it even comes out of my mouth, it doesn't make sense. Everything that I have put together doesn't make sense. But then when you get up there, you're like, okay, that made perfect sense.
1: I have given up recently on trying to figure it out before it's time to go. Like, I'll have an idea of what I'm going to preach about, what the significance of it is. I'll read through the actual passage a few times and pray for, you know, revealing of what is meant to be said. Right. And then instead of trying to plan it out in my head like I have literally every time up until like two months ago, I just get up on Sunday and go.
3: I've gotten into the habit of I don't even use my notes as often anymore. Yeah. I, I, there's a couple points I always want to hit. The, th- the main things like that tie headlines. everything together. Headlines, yeah. Yep. And that's really about it. And then just wherever they they end up falling in line is where they go, because when they all add together, they're still going to make sense. So it doesn't really matter if I hit this point first and then here. It doesn't require this one for that to make sense. One way or the other, one sets up the other either way. It doesn't matter.
0: One thing that I'm trying to do as well is take in my mind, because I know that I I feel like we're giving way too much credit to what we're giving credit to the devil for what God is actually doing. Like, obviously, God's not going to give me lies in my head that say that this won't work. It's already bad.
4: Wasn't that part of my message, Gibby?
0: He's lying. Gibs lying. (laughs) But anyhow, God's not going to tell me it's going to be a bad one. God's going to say, I've ordained your words. Every thought that's in your brain that is a good thought and, a, and one that lifts my name up is one that I have put in there to the edification of the people. Now, my thing is, in that moment, I feel like, though, God is working to take me out of this, this the equation, helping me to stay out of a, a place where I think that I'm doing it. You know, if I outline it all and just read my outline, that's me. But I feel like God is also working in that. I feel because here's one thing that I know. The Bible says that you meant one thing for my evil, but God has taken it and turned it around for my good. And I feel like what Satan has tried to get in my head and manipulate, God has taken that manipulation and said, okay, I am going to make it. I am going to let it be jumbled in your mind until you get up there. But at the end of it, you'll see how good what I gave you back there that didn't make sense, how much sense it made, how much it lined up with what needed to be said for the audience, for what you're going through in your life, what you know others are going through. He's taken the, the lie that Satan has and twisting it, too. And here's one thing I've, I've kind of come to
3: understand is those negative things, you get, the more you get those, the more effective you know you are. Right, like I had, I don't have a lot of dreams. I remember. Right, I had one some point during the week after our last uh popcorn preaching. Yeah, and in it, it was pretty much you know it it was me doing a sermon at the church. Yeah, but and then afterwards, everybody was basically attacking what I said. Even people, and I knew in my head's like, well, that's the exact opposite of what they say. So I knew that wasn't right, true. Right, and it just to me it reinforced that. If you're being made to doubt what you're doing, that's confirming that you're being effective at what you're doing. Right. Because you wouldn't, the doubts wouldn't be getting try to get placed there if there wasn't something to fight against.
0: Right.
1: You don't attack something that's not a threat. Exactly. That'd be a waste of resources.
0: Right. And one thing too that I was, I was listening to when they talked about the three Hebrew children getting thrown into the flames. Uh, The flame was hot. It was strong. It killed the men that threw them in, but it didn't last. Yeah. It didn't last. The heat didn't last. The ropes that tied them didn't last. The clothes they were bound into didn't last. The only thing that lasted in the fire was something that was holy and, and pure in the eyes of the Lord and perfect in the eyes of the Lord. Everything else that was unpure burnt off of them.
1: That's right. Fire is a method of refining too. And I think that's something we forget a lot of times. Absolutely. Good, yes. You know, whenever life gets a little bit hot for the sake of the metaphor, there might be something that needs to be burned off. And I, think, you can go I on. think one
4: time, one you, of you said, you know, when you make the shoe of a horse or something, the welder
0: yeah, gets he it has hot
4: to, He has to get it hot it to shape to. it. Yes, exactly. And I think that's what the Lord does to us.
0: Well, it's also the, the way you purify, purify gold. I was going to say the yeah. same thing. You have
3: to heat it up to a certain temperature, mm-hmm. to get the and junk the out. junk comes up, that's scraped off, then you heat it up more until you get done heating up, and then you have no more stuff coming up, and then you're
0: good. That's just another thing of hope, too. Once yeah. you get through the fire, whatever's left is exactly what you need to move on.
1: I have to preach Sunday, so we need to move on right now.
4: <laughs> are,
3: we, are we stepping on your toes, Casey?
1: You're starting to get there, so I'm going to stop you before well, you let make me, it all the let
0: way. Let me add something too that I that I <laughs> that, not that I like a Mother's Day <laughs> That let me add something that I've I've heard and I'm learning it, and it makes so much sense to me. When it was time to bow, what do the Hebrew do, Hebrew children stay are do? Stand, stand. When it was time to go in front of Nebuchadnezzar, what do they do? Stand, stand. When it's time to be thrown into the flames, they're bound hand and feet. In grave Egyptian grave clothes that's what the things translated back the word was their Egyptian grave clothes what happens when they were thrown into the fire stood if they were up walking around they it were had to standing. be standing what happens when they got out of the fire standing stand 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 if you stand for the Lord they said one of the guy that was preaching he's from North Carolina he's kind of he's kind of Uh, He's got the southern accent and the twang to him. He said, You might, he said, This is what I feel like the Hebrew children were saying, could say or did say if they were talking in our time. You can throw me into the fire and I might land on my back, but I'll never get on my knees for anybody but God.
4: That's good.
1: (laughs) Hit the clap thing.
0: Third one up. Yep. (laughs) I really, really hope that actually
3: makes it on there. The last couple times we tried it, it doesn't carry over.
0: But I was listening to that, and this guy is doing a... a, a it's, it wasn't meant to be a sermon series, for what I understand. And well, it it's been turned from like one? 12 months ago. It was over a year ago. And I listened to it, and it's it was the same thing added to. He added and added and added for, geez, four hours today, And I was like, this is exactly what I've been needing to hear. So I, I, I love listening to that. I love being in the word of God. And I think a lot of the times for me, stuff that sticks with me is stuff that's said. And I don't know if it it goes along for any of you. I have a hard time reading and comprehending that. You're kind of
3: both. It just depends on what it is. There's certain things that when you read it, they catch you. And there's certain things that when you hear it, it catches you. Yeah. So I get a little bit of both ways. How about you guys?
1: Yeah,
4: same.
3: <laughs> okay, uh, i couldn't
4: think of a more eloquent way to say that it depends what it is i wasn't
3: trying to be eloquent either but, but well obviously I i'm don't, more
4: of a uh hearing and vision and actually doing stuff than my my
0: one. my thing is no, that i don't have
3: the mic up to you when you say
2: that
0: hands on There you hands go. Go. I, I when i hear stuff obviously i make sure that it's bi- biblically biblically correct if i'm going to repeat it and receive it into my life i want to make sure that it aligns you know yeah but with that being said, if I see it and it makes sense and then it goes and it makes biblical sense and it's true, I'm like right on. So, that's one thing that I've been doing and I would encourage anybody to do is just get on and listen to someone who you believe is smarter than you and you can prove, you know, biblically that are smarter. Just about anybody I listen to. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so, I think we should move on. I like the way that this talks going tonight. I feel yeah. like it's a good a good thing. Let's talk about, Gibby, uh, let's talk about your last sermon. I
2: don't remember what it was. Really? It was the... Uh, no, I, I remember. I I about to say. <laughs> he
4: did what I did.
3: You know, we're below yeah. the church. Couldn't the altar's up there. You couldn't can tell you rep- much
2: about it. I was there. It was the Holy Spirit. He talked. You know, I was just the mouth. See, that's another thing that yes. I learned, too. And I'm not lying about that. I'm being for real. I didn't yes. really preach. It was the Holy Spirit. It
3: I was, never is yeah. really us. Some of the some of the examples and things might be what we come up with because
2: it's what we have experience with. But Well, here's what I do. I listen to a Kevin Wallace sermon <laughs> every time I get on a lawnmower. And I spent this hours. week So far, I've probably got 30 or 40 hours in already mowing grass. Mm-hmm. And I've listened to the same one. And I could probably get on there and play it and say it word for word what he's saying. I could preach his whole sermon by the time I preach it. And it's something like the last one was so good on Sunday. There's going to be a part two.
0: but All right.
2: It's I don't like preach the same exact sermon, but I base mine a lot off of his because he's someone I, I believe what he believes, you know, mm-hmm. and he's a he's a pastor and he preaches the same thing we believe and it's a lot of the, a lot of the stuff he says just really stands out. So I listen to the same one over and over again.
3: Well, one thing you got to think of, we all do that because we're all preaching from the Bible. So there's no. It's not
0: his words. It's God's words. There's so I can nothing, steal them if I want yeah, to. There's nothing <laughs> new. Well, there's no unclaimed territory. Yeah. Every, Everything is
3: available. There's probably, if you were to gather and research every sermon preached ever by anybody, there's not a topic that has, has not been covered already. Well, and think uh,
0: think about it in this manner, too. How many people here listen to Kevin Wallace? One. So if well, Gibbs if if Gib, if Gib says... I had
3: like once or twice.
0: If Gibbs says... If he got up there and said the exact same thing, it would be beneficial to us. Mm-hmm. So that's where, to, to that point, I like to like say he that. Could preach me under the table, pick me back up, put me back under the table. <laughs> a couple times. preach me under it again. <laughs> yeah. Whatever.
1: He probably has a couple years of experience over you too, buddy. Yeah.
0: So here's one wow. thing that I heard too this week. Going back to your Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit thing. You open your mouth and let the Holy Spirit speak through you, which is, I get to a point where I'm talking, I'm talking, and then next thing you know, it's over, but I... In That period of time, somewhere for Kinda about like black
2: out almost 15 yeah. 20
0: minutes, it's not me talking, it is, but it's everything that I've known in my life times 10. Your being, voice,
3: but not your words being like, amplified. It really seems out.
2: like you're going like 150 miles an hour, too. You're like, and then you're, d- you're done, and you're like, what did I just say? So, those, <laughs> those are the few ones that I go back and I listen to, and I'm like, I don't, did I cover like, everything? Man, like, that, that was good, <laughs> and
3: I go back to it, and it's like. Okay, I did say that. It's like I don't so, remember everything. And that you was sit
2: said. down, you are like, man, I could have said this, this, and this, but you are like, oh wait, I did. So, <laughs> yeah. In,
0: in the same respect, this was uh, talking about prayer. Says, so has anybody ever got into like praying, and you are like, the same thing kind of happens. It's a rare occasion for me, but it does happen to me. So, but then you go into a further point, and you're you're in a very desolate situation, or you're like all alone. You feel like. And it doesn't seem like there's much hope. the The circumstances are very traumatic, terrible situation you're in, and you can't say anything. You know, I I've seen Facebook posts where it's like, "Dear Lord," and then it's got like a couple wet spots where teardrops yeah. say, and then it says, "Amen." After that, and he can read that. Yeah, this guy was explaining. He said, "I don't know what to pray right now, but whatever the Holy Spirit says, I agree with him." I thought that was amazing because the Holy Spirit will pray for you.
3: Yeah. You can go into it sometimes and be like, you know, your Lord, I, I
2: know what I need to pray for. I don't know how to say it. Right. God, you know, the, the intents or whatever the word is of my heart. It the is content, intense. You're content correct. Intense of my heart. Both. And you know what I need in my life. Mm-hmm. Do it for me, please.
0: <laughs> and
2: a so lot of, much. can I don't,
4: share something with you Go guys? for it. Yeah. So Sunday. I had no idea what I was gonna preach Sunday. Me either. Absolutely nothing. Me either. I had the nothing written down. Too. Nothing at all. I was blank, totally blank. And I said, Maybe I should tell pastor I'm not gonna preach tonight. Cause that just I just
0: I had nothing. that have meant exactly what the enemy wanted.
4: So then Don't listen to exactly the lies, what baby. I thought. Exactly what I thought. Shut but, off the lies. So then I said, <laughs> Well, I had a rough week, a lot happened in my life. That's not an excuse. Right. So I wasn't listening to the lies again. Booyah. So then I said, um, I'm not going to go downstairs and eat with you guys because we had that dinner after our morning service. And I said, I'll just take something for later because I know I'll be hungry later. Yeah. (laughs) So I couldn't stay there because in my heart, in my spirit, I needed to get right with the Lord. I needed to go to the altar. I needed to get before him. Get cleansed and have him speak to me. Yeah. And and listen to what he wanted me to say. And when I did that, it felt so good, like
0: There's a difference.
4: I we are the mouthpiece. Yeah. But we have to be right as we're willing.
0: Like you know. I, I preached it less when when we're doing the uh popcorn preaching. His eyes run to and fro looking for somebody or searching for somebody who he can show himself strong in but they have to make their heart perfect yes. towards him that's right and and that was just talking about king asa asa i think is how you say it, or asa he at one asa, i believe yeah at one point in time he went up against a large enemy and what did he do he brought the presence of god the ark of the covenant with him he honored and served and praised God for the victory that he was going to receive, and he knew that this wasn't a battle that he had to fight because God was going to fight for him. Simmer down, right? right, anyhow. right. Simmer down. Listen, what's the, <laughs> no, listen, listen. Hey, hey.
4: That's the excitement. He of the did spirit. that,
0: but then yeah. this this segment comes in this this verse that we read, and it talks about he's looking; his eyes are running to and fro, searching for someone to make to show himself strong through. To those who have their hearts perfect towards God, and then there's a semi or a colon there, and it goes, but you have done foolishly in the eyes of God, and I can't remember the rest of it, but it's because that the Assyrians, the Assyrians were a ally at that point in time, and then I think they were fighting Judah. Am I right, Mark? I'm pretty I sure they were so. going for Judah, and what had happened is. They didn't go back to what they knew would win. And the last the last people they fought and got victory over because they served God and were willing to go with God and knew that God would fight for them was a very large territory in comparison to Judah, I believe, is who they're going now. So what they did is they took all the money or all the gold, all the jewels, all the stuff they had that was pricey in in their area and paid the Syrians to be their ally. So what happened? They did foolishly in the eyes of the Lord didn't say that this that God will fight my battle like he did before guess what they did they got smashed So get... that's what I'm saying we have to make our hearts perfect towards the Lord exactly like Patty's saying sometimes you got to go away from the crowd and get alone and spend some time with God make repent of what has happened in in the day mm-hmm. you know clean clean and clear the slate out to where God was you know, like okay You've made your heart perfect through me. You know that your strength does not come from any source other than me. Exactly. And once you get that and get in that position, mm-hmm. the mouthpiece will be unlike any other time you've opened your mouth. I've got that whole verse if you want. Say it. It's 2 Chronicles 16, 16 9. nine.
3: Yep. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. Herein thou hast done foolishly; therefore, th- from th- henceforth thou shalt have wars.
0: See, they didn't listen. See, they went into a battle before, and they got their strategy correct. And if in my mind, if something's working, if it ain't broke, don't don't fix it. Fix it. If it ain't broke, <laughs> you don't fix it. We're just throwing out right. all these but, cliches. But guess guess what happens when you don't do it the way you know they got cursed. Yeah. That's a curse from God that says you from here forward, mm-hmm. you will have wars. This stuff is important, guys. Yes. It is. It's important to get stuff right. Yeah. That's one of my biggest fears, you know. I if you read if you read into that verse and look at it who had someone who has made their heart perfect towards God. That tells you in knowing the background that at one point in time King Asa's heart was perfect it towards right. God. And then moving forward, see, I pray that God never lets me forget. Please, God, every single thing that you've done to me, keep my memory strong on that. Mm -hmm. Keep the wiles and the temptations of the devil out of my mind. Keep your victories for me in my mind so I don't forget where you brought me from at at X, Y, and Z and where I'm at now.
1: There's a song that I want to learn eventually, and we just haven't gotten around to it. It's called Keep Me by the Crab Family. It's a good song. And the course is, you know, keep me broken, keep me falling on my knees in need of mercy. Sometimes I think if we're not given the opportunity or trials aren't put in front of us, we get too in our own head about our own ability and how good things have been.
0: Complacent, maybe?
1: Well, in reality, sometimes we need to be humbled at the end of the day.
0: Oh, every time. And I believe that's why a lot of the stuff we go through, we go through and it's God just saying, look. Look. I know that you think you're amazing, but I still am God and I'm still in control.
3: <laughs> well, he's got it easy to me. I definitely do not think that I'm <laughs> amazing. Every so. once
2: in a while, God's got to take you back to the fire. Absolutely. To make sure you know he's still God and that he still is in control over your life because right.
0: you've given them. And that's control. that was yes. one of the biggest talking points that I have. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I heard Outside about yourself. Well, no, the, uh, the talking points is Daniel chapter three about the the three Hebrew, three Hebrew Hebrew children they said i don't know w- whether god will protect me through this but i know that if i die here he's going to be he's going to honor what i did standing yeah. for his name so it's benefit all the way around, really. Yeah. So it, um, it
3: was a win-win situation. It was really a yes. learning
2: experience for everybody else in that case because well, that's, after that, the king made a decree that every if anyone that speaks against the king Ill. of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their
0: house will be made a dunghill. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what was being said. He's, God's proving himself not only to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he's proving himself to all the, the princes, the treasurers, the judges the astrologers, all the courts that he brought yep. up, because he brought all the courts into to, to yeah, judge was, them. He had the
2: whole city there. He had
0: everyone there, you know, out in the plain. And then he had Nebuchadnezzar. He's proving himself God to Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. He's proving himself God to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, before the fire, he was God. After the fire, he's God. And they know now because they lived through the, the fire. fire.
4: Yes, amen.
0: So that was that was one of the I, I love this sermon, and he talked about. He said every time a mountain is talked about in the Bible, it represents God, and every time a valley is talked about, it represents bad things or low situations. Mm-hmm. But where's a valley located? In between mountains, it's got to be in between God, what God, where you were with God, and where God's taking you.
1: Now that you say that, the saying, you know. A mustard seed size of faith is enough to move a mountain makes so much more sense to me than it ever did. Right. Because I was thinking of it literally, and people can laugh if they want to. I was like, a mustard seed size of faith, I'm going to talk to a mountain. It's just going to move out of the way like an actual physical geological mountain. Right. But, you know, referencing it as being God, just a little bit of faith, and you ask something of him, that's enough for him to move in your favor.
0: Exactly. See, and the one thing too, he says they put it out in the plane. I can't remember what the plane was called. It was in the Kidron Valley or something. Plane of
2: Dora, I think.
0: Yeah, something. It was Dora. Yeah, Dura, Dura. Dura. And he said, think about a plane. Plane is this big, vast, flat area where you cannot see hills or mountains. Think about the situation. If you were being cast into a fiery furnace, would you think God is present? Seriously.
4: Nope.
0: You know what I mean? But even when you can't see or you don't feel like God is around, he was right in the middle of the fire. And one of the one of the things too that was brought to my attention was it w- it was just a thought. And he said, "I can't prove this and I don't know." He was he was like, "Do you think that the children of Israel those three are the Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego did the do you think that they seen Jesus or the Son of Man in the fire with him, the Son of God in the fire with him, or do you think it was just everyone else outside of it? Because it doesn't really explain whether they seen him or not.
3: They could have just sensed a calming presence. There's no, it, yeah, it doesn't specify. And to be honest, looking at the account of that, yeah, it
0: doesn't affect it one way or the other. Whether well, they did and or that, didn't. that's why it, that's why it wasn't questioned whether they yeah. did or not. It was just kind of like a thought. Do you think they seen it? I don't think they Said, needed to. Cuz if you see the face of God, what ha- what happens? You you you're in heaven. Yeah. yeah. I don't
2: well, know. The thing is they knew God was with them because they had been with God before when they were kidnapped out of their own city and brought to Babylon. Yeah. And then God was with them when they were chosen by the king uh to be set apart and join the Babylon army. Right. God was with them when He was giving them all the knowledge to make them the but they were the best and the best of the best, yeah, because the of God. whole in the whole kingdom, and they would learn the language of the Babylons. they knew the language better than the natives. And there's no way that you can you could just get drug out of your home through your city while everybody was watching and then drafted into an army of a completely different culture and learn the whole thing without God.
3: Well, that's another thing that makes it—sorry, I'm not trying to jump over Rule Casey here. She was waving her hand in the corner, but (laughs) that's just another point to me that proves like when they talk about how—where they wrote down the scriptures. Yeah. Another point that proves just how good they were at remembering the things that they were learning and being able to preserve them accurately Yeah. was you threw them in that situation And in no time, they learned everything they needed to do to be able to pass everything on.
0: Right.
1: I want to go back to what Bryce said just a minute ago. Did they know he was in the fire with them? But if you think about it and apply it to your own life, sometimes you're in a situation and you can't see God there. But everybody on the outside sees exactly how terrible it was. And they wonder how on earth you're making it through. Mm. And then once you have a different perspective, once you're on the other side of it or out of the fire, you realize... He was there all the time. Right.
0: right. It's just like that, uh, the footprints in the sand thing. Here's, here's another question that was brought to my attention during this. And I was like, you know what? I really don't know. Where was Daniel? Silence. He was with them when they got drafted. He was with them when he was Belshazzar and they got their names changed for Belshazzar, Mishael, um, Hananiah and Azariah. Hananiah and Azariah. What, where was he? He was there then. He was there when they were fasting.
2: He was probably praying.
0: Where yeah. was he? <laughs> <it? laughs> I'm sorry. Was he, well, and the one thing he said, was he in the court of the princes? Um, Did he bow? I believe I could answer if he was there. No, he did not bow. I don't know, but here if here's he, one thing. If he was
2: there, I doubt it. Now listen, listen to this, though. Listen to this. Later.
0: What happens in Daniel chapter 6? A new king comes to town, and they said, you pray in any other name than the name of whatever the king's name is. I can't remember. If you pray in any other name, we will not that, I cast you in a... Darius or Cyrus? Yeah, that that I think Darius. it's Darius. King Darius signed a decree. In between yep.
2: Nebuchadnezzar. Well... It's got to go back to Lauren Taley. Yeah, that's what... King <laughs> Darius
0: signed a decree, there won't be no praying around me. Yeah, that's the song. <laughs> like that. But think about it, though. We, we know too much music. Think about it. He goes... He signs a decree and he opens his window and prays three times a day. And they didn't get cast into the fire, they get cast into a Lion, lion's, lion's den. den. Was he standing then because he didn't stand before and he felt bad about it or was he standing again? He, he that's
2: a hard I feel question,
0: it, though. See, I feel like if if they would have if he would have stood, we would have known about it.
2: He might not have been there at all. He
0: he could have been in some kind of training. He could have you been with know. the princes in the in the courts and stuff like that, to where they were up. Yeah, but I, I feel like if one has to bow, all have better. to bow. I don't. I don't know. I it, can't. Yeah, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. I don't. I can't prove it, but I know what he did in Daniel chapter six. He made a stand. He he actually, when everyone else was standing, he took a bow, but he didn't bow to just anyone. That was pretty good. See, he, sweet, he was a rebel. rebel. He was a rebel. Yeah, write that jot that one down, Gib. Oh, that'll be a that'll be a, a sermon, sermon title one day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Everyone else was standing, and he was on his knees three times a day with his windows open.
4: A rebel with a cause, and no see, shame. See, <laughs> and
0: guess guess what happened the next sermon in this series? Daniel in the lion's den. Then he laid down. He took a little break there. He too. took a nap. Let Take me nap. let me ask you this question. <laughs> he had a stuffed animal pillow too. If you're God, <laughs> listen. Wait a second. Wait a wait second. Back stuck. on track. Back <laughs> on track. Back on track. If you're God, and one of your people takes a stand for you for your name and gets thrown into the lion's den, what do you do? Well, considering how you Ukraine- not not what he did, not what he did, oh. but to say you send an
2: angel to shut the lion's mouth. <laughs> what would you do?
0: What would you do? Help him. In what way? Protect him. Okay. Casey? That's what. He
1: I feel like if I were God, and thank goodness I'm not, because I'd have an ego problem, I'd say <laughs> I have to protect him. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't let myself be proved, you know, not
3: good. Right. I'd probably take all the danger out of the situation, protect him that Take way. their teeth out. What? Whether it takes their teeth out, whether it's... Put whether it was like with uh when he put Adam to sleep when he took the rib out something. I, he's done that before.
1: Lions with no teeth ain't half the miracle. Lions with all their teeth intact <laughs> exactly, is exactly
0: that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I was just trying you to can say. make him take I a was, nap. If I was God, every one of those lions would have been as soon as he walked into the door, they would have been zapped dead. But it wouldn't been a miracle. I then. wouldn't have zapped and them dead. Cool. And it <laughs> wouldn't it wouldn't have built Daniel's faith like I'd lions with best. teeth that were starving, they had to have been hungry because guess who got thrown in there after? Well, that's how they did things. When they had these animals down there for punishment
3: was they didn't feed them on a regular basis so that when they threw a prisoner in... There was
2: no doubt that they were going to eat them. They There got, was
0: not going to be a prisoner before long. There was a meal placed before the lions, but the angel shut the lion's mouth. Said, nope, you want the next one. This one's not on the menu for you. And they were hungry. They had to have been. Because if they weren't hungry, they wouldn't have ate the next guys that got thrown in there for making Darius sign the decree or persuading him to sign this decree. Yeah. Yeah, and King Darius didn't even want
2: to because Daniel no. was one of his favorites. But he
0: put a stamp on it already. And he
2: had to because he was basically tricked into it. But
0: he was tricked into it. After and that was, he
2: realized his mistake, he took care of the problem. Yeah. There was no problem after that. He it, it changed it. I'm pretty sure he
3: found a way to change the law after that because that was their policy. That was... Set down before even he was king. That was just the way that their culture ran was when a king signed something, even the king couldn't change it. Once it's,
0: once it's stamped. Listen to this. Listen to this. He shut their mouths and sealed them shut until Daniel was safe.
2: They couldn't even bark at him.
0: What happened on Noah's Ark? Sealed it shut. Sealed it shut until he was safe. What happened happened on the lion? on Noah's Ark though? Listen. They weren't. They weren't meeting. We're not talking about that. We're talking about our lives. Some hope for you. What happens when you get in a storm? God's going to seal you until you're safe. Um. He was making, this gentleman was making an illustration that there was a cat outside his fence and they got a new puppy. and this And their puppy was scared to death to go outside. He said, look, there's a fence. And not only is there a fence, I'm standing at the door watching you. Do not be afraid. The God that puts you in this situation is all well, strong enough to get you out. If he bring you, to, if he'll bring you to, to it, it, he'll take you through, through it. Right. And if the enemy does happen to get inside the quote unquote hedge of protection, God ain't gonna fail you. He's gonna seal their mouth. He's gonna do whatever it, it takes. Fill their bellies. I I don't know what he's gonna do, but I'm trusting him to do it.
4: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. See, I've been I've been big on this this faith thing right now because of the current situation of what's going on in our church family, you know, yeah. with illness and uh, very very severe. If God doesn't move and if God doesn't take over, there's going to be bad consequences. Yes, yeah, not consequences, but bad uh, outcomes. Outcome. So, I believe that God is wanting to quote unquote flex. Yes. Yeah. Show what He's made of.
4: I thought that same. I had that same thought today.
0: Well, because think about it. We we know that I'm, I'm not going to get personal into it because mm-hmm. that's just for disclosure reasons or whatever. Yeah. But the best surgeons caught it at a pretty good time, pretty good circumstances. I mean, not the greatest circumstances, but think about it.
4: Yep.
0: God doesn't need the best surgeons. The best surgeons, need have ha- well, they failed. He is the great physician. Yes. Right. And he's like, okay your work's done. It's time for me to work for a little bit. I want to show you, I want to show this family. I want to show this congregation. I want to show this community, everybody that knows anybody involved. I want to show them who is in control That's right. from this moment forward. And I don't want you to forget about it. One of my favorite Kevin Wallace sermons,
2: he's talking about when David goes to get the ark back, the presence back, and Uzzah gets killed on the way that puts a bad reputation on God that a man literally put his hand on the Ark, which was God's presence, which basically was God and died. But and that put a bad reputation on God that God will strike you if you try to prop him up because God doesn't need held up when there's a bump in the road. But then God, the he says he wanted to have the Ark part. This is just a thought. He had to find a house that he can show his goodness through, so they didn't have that bad reputation on God. So when they parked the ark at um, Obed-Edom, Obed-Edam, the Gittite, who wasn't even a Jew, uh, they said King David, it was just another thought. He said he probably parked his ark at his house because they didn't want to see another Jew die, but Obed-Edom understood the goodness of God, even though he was a Gittite, which was basically their enemy at yeah. the time. He, want, he understood the goodness of God, so God was able to show that he was still good, even though back here he took out Uzzah for trying to prop him up. He got to show his goodness and his mercy through Obed-Edom, yeah? And God was just looking for someone faithful to where he could park his ark, and he could show his mercy and basically fix his reputation.
3: Yeah, and here's the thing. The biggest part of that was wasn't even so much a bad reputation. It was first off, Uzzah knew better. Yeah, there was they were instructed. There were only certain people allowed to do certain things
2: with the ark, and it was just like a a reflex action of oh no. Well, but even though he they put it on a cart, and it, he says protocol isn't for the paved places. Protocol is for the bump in the road because they were carrying it wrong. They weren't following protocol. Yeah. Uzzah's name means strength, so man made strength was trying to prop up God.
3: Yeah, coming to the wrong way. Carrying it the wrong way. There's some things you
2: just let God take care of. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Everything.
3: Everything. He tells you how to handle it. And then if it's in a situation that's not addressed by how he told you to handle it, let him handle it.
0: There's (laughs) nothing that I've gotten into and got more in the way than I would have if I would have just let God do what he's going to do. All you do normally is prolong what has to happen. Exactly. You slow the process down, say, all right. You are not like like the children of Israel at the Red Sea. He already delivered them out of Egypt. Why did he think they would be, get killed at the Red Sea? He had to make sure, if you know anything about the geography of the place they were, nowhere to go forward, nowhere to go left, nowhere to go right, nowhere to go behind. I mean, what do you do? Finally, you're standing still and seeing the salvation of yeah. God. Yeah, talk about that. You know, it,
3: Three-day journey took a 40-year trip (laughs) right? because they tried to get in the
0: way of things. And and I just – when we were driving, and I talked about this on uh, last Sunday or two Sundays ago, when we were driving through Alabama on the way back home from Florida, it started pouring to where you could not see. You couldn't see two feet – the window – I couldn't wipe the window off fast enough with the windshield wipers to see – but I knew if I sat there, I would have to wait the entire storm out. I was keep moving, keep persevering, just as slow, but it was it wasn't me. I knew that the car had to be in in the process. I knew that the the alignment of the tires had a had a, a job to do. The windshield wipers had a job to do. Everything was working in my favor as long as I kept pushing forward and knowing that it was not in my own strength to get forward. If you stop in the middle of a storm, you will wait for so long, so long, much more time spent than necessary. Yeah, you ever notice with those storms, you get like a mile down the
3: road and they're done?
0: And it's dry.
3: But then if you sat there to wait under an overpass, you're there for an hour or two.
0: Right. And it don't take you an hour or two even driving slow to go that mile in the rain. Unnecessary. Wasted time trying to figure it out on your own and not just let God do it for you. That's what he was trying to do for Asa. Yeah. He was just trying to show himself strong through him. And guess what? He got cursed with wars. Who honestly wants to be in wars? Not me. Nobody. That's where you were headed. And you could have ended it with one, but now you'll have him for the rest of your life. Do I look like a fighter? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. look like a, a, a geek. <laughs> All I'm a right. nerd. Get it right. Let's talk about Casey's last sermon. Here we go. And we don't have to step on the toes of to your next one. so
1: I don't remember what it was about.
0: <laughs> You're lying. It's such a lie. Who's was lying.
1: I, have I preached since popcorn preaching, though? Because no. I really don't if I have. No. Okay.
0: No.
2: Um, that was the last one. Oh, no. That's when she ripped everybody off. Yeah. yeah. I'll let's do it again. It. No, let's it's talk about, worship.
1: about it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. It was about praise and worship. And it was something that in my own life I've had to live. So I really wasn't ripping everybody up. I was just speaking from experience.
0: Ripping yourself up. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: A lot. You know, the last probably not even six months, but it's been a few months. Things have not been perfect every day. Newsflash, everybody. Being a Christian does not mean you have perfect days. That's Right. right. Um.
0: You might have perfect days, but probably not perfect years. No, you you have a perfect savior, a perfect sacrifice, a perfect salvation that you can get, but nothing other than that is perfect. Yeah.
1: Right. And I've been in the middle of a storm for a bit, a bit. And I've came to the realization pretty early that just because life did not feel good right now or things didn't look good it didn't mean that god was any less good than he was whenever things were great Mm
3: -hmm. right
1: and being here and leading worship was hard for a minute then i realized he's still worthy of it even if i don't
0: it's nothing about me
1: right it's nothing about me or what's going on you know i think i said it In my sermon, that even if God stopped being God today, stopped doing all the things that he does for us, stopped being good, he's already done enough up until this point that he's still deserving of all the praise and worship we have to offer for the rest of our lives, even if he never does another thing for us. That's right. And I preached on whenever they were crossing the the troubled waters and how Jesus was sleeping, And instead of taking the time to go ask for help, instead of saying, you know, thank God that our boat hasn't capsized yet because this is an awful place and we probably could be there, they cried about it and worried about it when Jesus was right where they left them the entire time. They knew where he was. right, And they still chose to take all of that time to let themselves be afraid, to let themselves question, to let themselves doubt what his intentions were instead of going where they knew he was. And that's something that I've had to live. So I wasn't tearing everybody up. I was just speaking from experience.
0: Well, and that's a that's a thing too. We sit like kind of like we were what we were just talking about, we sit there so long without saying, wait a minute. I serve the God that creates the wind and tells the wind which direction to go. I serve the God that sends the rain. I serve the God that put the water in, in, in the ocean for the storm or in the sea that I that I'm on. I send I serve the God that is the creator is the ruler is the one who directs all these things why am i wasting time trying to figure out what's going to happen next when i know the god that's already there
4: yep amen
0: we spend a lot of we spend a lot of time we spend a lot of time wasting time yes and we don't mean just when we're down here recording. We have, we have
3: a hour long episode that takes four hours to record. We're not talking about not
1: that tonight, we're, buddy. Yeah, not tonight. <laughs> we're going home.
0: <laughs> we we spend a, we spend a lot of time wasting valuable time to where we could be progressing in our walk in Christianity, helping share the gospel to somebody new to add souls and lives to this kingdom that God is building um, on Earth and the one that He's building in heaven. We spend a lot of time on it.
1: We spend a lot of time looking at what we're going through and not viewing it for what it actually is, too. Right. You know, this is happening to me. This is happening to me. So many bad things. When in reality, it's an opportunity, like you said, with the situation we're going through right now, for God to show up and show out and prove himself for who he is.
0: And that's one of the reasons why I'm redirecting my thoughts and looking specific. When I go through something, I'm looking specifically at the details and I'm and I'm saying a lot of people, like I said in the beginning, are saying, man, Satan's Satan's doing these terrible things and he's putting us here. God does a lot of this stuff. God does this stuff not to hurt us or harm us. And uh, there is stuff, like I said, that Satan that Satan does, but God turns it around for the good. Mm-hmm. But there's also stuff that God is saying, All right, it's time for you to step your game up. It's time for you to step up to this next level where I know that you are able to be, and you are not going to move on your own. You're stuck, you are stagnant, and you will not move. Boom! I'm going to send this because I know it'll push you. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about it,
2: the uh, God went to, or the devil went to God and asked about Job. About Job, yeah. and God said, "Go ahead, try him. He can handle it. I ain't scared." Did he, so he triple dog dare th- him? He, I mean, might have. If you don't. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the point is that God sometimes will let the devil go after you and see if he can take you out. But if you just go ahead, Bryce, I know you're itching. Over well, there. one thing,
0: one thing about that, and I mentioned it this Sunday morning when I talked about faith. The 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 tribulations and the trials that were being placed on Job didn't stop till Job says, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. He had been through enough to know that God is faithful. God is true. God is the all in all. He's his all in all. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He had been through enough to know that God brought him through those situations, and he will bring him out of this situation.
3: See, we could take a lot from Job, even if nothing else, just his attitude, because his attitude of it didn't matter what it was. Yeah, God was greater. Right, and we have to go back to what Casey is saying. We have more of a focus
0: on what we're going through than on where it's taken us to. That was that was another that was another thought in my mind. Talking about even headlights on your car. You don't have lights in the back of your car showing. Where things where you came from, you're only pointing at where you're going. God will God will dim and darken the things behind you that you've gone through to give light and newness to what you are going to and going after. He has to sometimes because you we dwell a lot on the past and dwell a lot on what has happened, so we don't get to move forward like we know we should.
2: Sometimes, I I disagree. Because sometimes it's good to look back at what God's brought you through, not to get back into what you were doing, but it's good to take a look back and be reminded of what God's brought you to and what God's brought you through. Amen. I would say also to kind of go between the two of those,
3: the the taillights, they're dimmer. They're not as bright as the headlights. Yeah. The they reverse
2: are. lights on a car too, just by just so you know. Okay, Gibby. But they still point in the direction you're going. They only turn on when you look back. So every once in a while it's good to turn them Okay, Gibby, let me finish. They let's only turn, turn on, on when you're going, going from back. you.
1: <laughs> He's losing losing microphone. <laughs> <No. laughs>
2: Gibby, you're fired. Okay, found. go
3: back. <laughs> okay. Mark, let's see so what you say. One thing, think about the reason that they're red is because that's the color your eye and your brain first recognizes. Yeah. So if you're the car, say it's not a car, it's the person in front of you is following the headlights, they see the path. They see there's, oh, there's a there's a bump in the road, there's a mistake. You tap those brake lights, you, the person behind you then sees a the bright, so it's like, hey, something bad's happening. I'm going to stop and I'm going to go a different way.
0: Yeah, back off. So
3: even the things you're going through, even though you're still going through them, other people behind you can see the problem. You're going, okay, I know that that's what that leads to if I do that. Right. I'm going to learn the lesson from what they're going through, even though they're not all the way through it. And I'm going to take a different way.
0: Yeah. Detour. Detour. Rerouting. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, Mark. We've talked about everyone else. Let's talk, talk about your last sermon and kind of go over pinpoints, highlights, and just see what we can not gather, but add. I like, so the main point I wanted people to draw
3: from it was that, Points like when God does something, it's not accidental, it's on purpose. Oh, that's a good point. He leaves it there for you to find. Yeah. And he drops enough hints throughout the whole thing for you to get that point. Like, because I use like the, I talked about Easter eggs. You look in like movies and books. If you read enough in the same series, there comes a certain point that even before you get to the last one in the series, you've kind of figured out what's going on. Right. So it's not necessarily this big bombshell when you get to the last part of the movie or the last part of the series you're reading. Yeah. And the main point is it's meant for the people that follow that movie or that book or that the ones that are the fans, essentially, of that right, to pick up on it. Right. Because it's it might not make sense to everybody else, but to that group of people it should make sense. And like with the worm I brought, when you look at it and you look at the the fit the you know the actual physiology of the worm like I've talked about how when it dies and when they use it to make it die, they have three days where that that gel is red right They only have three days to work with to be able to use it right. Because after that, it's white and clear. Yeah. And I brought across the point that we always acknowledge that Jesus was the Messiah. He was a rabbi. He was all this. And we don't sometimes seem to put enough emphasis that he was also a teacher of his people. Right, And everything that he talked about when he taught them whether it was parables or anything else, every single time he was with them, he was teaching them something, whether it was a way to behave, whether it was the way he wanted them to view God's people, because everybody was God's person by then. He wanted everyone to be able to have his perspective on things.
0: Right. I think to be a good teacher, you have to understand how people understand or take in knowledge. To be a good teacher you have to know what it takes for someone to actually learn something. That's why the uh, parables were so prevalent in that time, you know. He put it into terms that people could understand. And even now, even now we can understand. And he makes things so clear. And you were saying earlier he was putting in um hints. I feel like it was way less than, way more than a hint. Oh yeah. And it wasn't like a hint, it was like red flashing lights, stop, look at this. Look at this, reference that, understand way more than a hint, like a it's billboard. It's for
3: us because we didn't grow up in that culture. Right. But like I pointed out, the way that they the, the rabbis and that they teach is they use other verses to support and explain others. Right. They associate this word, okay, we associate this word with sin or whatever it is, and then they explain it in another verse, and it ties it all together because— Maybe there's more about it in there when they're covering, like when it goes into like Isaiah or something like that. There's more of it there than maybe in the Psalm. But it's all even then. It's I want to say it's funny, but I know it's not that. The specific word that they used for worm was the one that also was the one they used to differentiate sin and also crimson for the color. Right, and then that's where it talks about in Isaiah where you were crimson, your you are as
0: crimson. Right. But you will be white as snow. Right. And it's funny that the... The worms, the thing thing. It turns from crimson to white. And that's one thing that I would urge anybody who's trying to get deeper is really look at words and their meaning and their origin. What Because the same word in our language is two or three different words possibly, you know? Yeah. Just there's a lot more meaning than surface level, than what you find. But I want to talk about this point, and you brought it up, and I want to go around the table. God does things on purpose. Everyone believe that?
3: 100%.
0: Yeah. You know I do. Well, obviously yeah. you do. I know everyone else did, but I just want to think about situations that, like Casey said, you look at and everyone else can see that God's moving for you, but you're in the middle and don't understand if God's there or God's not. Or what's happening, or did you just make it through by accident? Or was this just a coincidence that I didn't burn up in the fire, you know? Can I say one more thing? I, I I'm not sure if it, how it came
3: across, but the other thing I wanted to point out, so when you look at that whole event, the whole Easter event, yeah. Um it was the three days and then he rose again. Yeah. So both the psalm that he was referencing when he made his words that he was saying yeah they um, reference something specific and then if you look at it in the natural that worm itself the process of the the way that that fluid changes color is also a physical representation of three right. days of red and crimson and then
0: white and clear so just back on that to your point <laughs> There is nothing that God has done by accidents or happenstance or or just out of nothing. God has done everything on purpose for a reason for us to see and to know that He is God. He is good. He's in control. There is nothing out of His out of His plan or out of His will. Everything that is done um, has been done, being done in the process right now is according to His will, the way exactly that He wants it to go. He knows the end, the Bible says, from the beginning. He is the author and the finisher of our faith, personally. He knows exactly what he's doing for you, exactly what he's doing in this world, exactly what he's doing in this country, in the states, in your city. He knows exactly why it's going on. He has a purpose and a plan that you will. You may not be privy to it now, but you will see in one day. Do we want to go over the artist signature thing that I sent you? I know they have not seen it let's talk about that another day we're getting okay. kind of long in the tooth right now all right so, it's good
3: I, I, I'm not gonna give you a spo- and you don't give them spoilers I'm either. not gonna
0: give them spoilers we'll talk about it in length yeah the I, won't we'll I won't tell I
3: won't tell Stacy for sure but I never tell her she <laughs> she always, she always <laughs> thinks because she's the pastor's wife that she should get to find out what I'm teaching about or what I'm preaching
0: about no <laughs> you will learn when they learn. All right. With that, I want to close this out with saying God is good all the time and We're all the team. time. God, God, is is good. God is good. Love you. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Toodles.
1: <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of Ready to Preach. We hope that something that has been said today will aid you in your journey, both in Christianity and in the pursuit of becoming ready to preach. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please reach out to us on our Facebook page, Redemption Church, and share us with your friends. If you have any questions for us or topics you would like for us to discuss, we can be reached through the Facebook's direct message or in the comments section of our posts about the podcast. We look forward to you tuning in next week.